Hello, everyone, and welcome back for episode 13 of Take It or Leave It, where we discuss the hottest topics in the world of workplace leaves, absence management, and accommodation. I'm Meg Toth, and I'm joined by my amazing co-host, friend, and colleague, Josh Seidman. Josh, how are you doing? I know you're a big sports fan, so I have to ask, have you been keeping up with the MLB playoffs or have you already moved on to your other favorite sports like basketball or hockey or are you caught up in the world of college football? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Hi, Meg. <laughs> so great to be here with you today. Uh, really excited for the episode. And uh, I was really excited for the MLB playoffs when they started earlier this month. I was full of optimism, and my favorite team, the New York Mets, was really looking poised to have a deep run. Good pitching, good hitting, good camaraderie, and all that fell apart. The plan did, did not work. So uh, I'm licking my wounds after the Mets' first round exit. Uh, still pretty raw, pretty fresh. And I've turned my attention over to basketball a little bit now, where I still have plenty of wounds from the Knicks season last year, but at least they are not as fresh as the ones caused by the Mets. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing okay. Uh, a little disappointed, but doing okay. How are you doing? How's your, your sports watching going these days? <laughs> I, you know, I put on a baseball game last night. I think the Cubs were playing just because I, I knew you would be talking about baseball. Um, and are into that. <laughs> I have to say that, you know, baseball in our house isn't on as much as college football is. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Like university getting fans in, in our house, um, my husband especially, me sort of by default, my happiness and livelihood tend to depend on Michigan football in the fall. So. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's great. Well, at least it's uh, you're still sort of in the heart of the season, have plenty of opportunity for good things still. So so all good there. <laughs> yep, yep. Big, big Ohio State game coming up in, in Yes, I know. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Meg, this wild world of sports gives us so many exciting moments, so much heartache. Uh, and something else that's so wonderful is that, again, we're here today hosting our next episode of Take It or Leave It. We had such a fun and what I hope for our listeners was an informative conversation last episode about paid parental leave policies, paid family leave laws. And we have such a great episode today for our listeners. As we unpacked last episode, designing parental leave policies, complying with the patchwork of existing laws, state and local mandates is anything but basic. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which is which is why it's always helpful to sort of revisit something that seems so common. And it, that's right. So there's very little that's simple in, in the paid parental and family leave space. And we covered a lot of good ground last episode, specifically how companies set up their parental leave policies, corresponding trends that we're seeing, such as having separate but interrelated pregnancy disability leave policies and different types of family and medical leave laws, variations between these laws, and some other thoughts on where we might be headed in 2023 in this space. And with so many moving pieces, um, we're so pleased to bring in our guest for today's episode, Lynn Sousa, to tell us a bit about how her company, Majesco, and its software are offering and helping employers, insurance carriers, and third-party administrators to navigate the paid family and medical leave space, as well as more broadly, the absence management world in the United States. I completely agree, Meg, and we are so, so thrilled that Lynn is joining us for today's episode. Lynn is the Senior Absence Management and Compliance Counsel at Majesco. She has been advising on leave law administration for over 20 years, starting with advising on the federal FMLA at her first job out of law school. After serving as an in-house labor and employment counsel at a major telecommunications company for over 10 years, she has moved into the software world. 
And on a personal note, Lynn and I have partnered together on quite a few projects over the years. We're bound by our, our shared love of all things leave law related, which is exactly how Meg and I have gotten connected and sort of ran with this podcast. You know, the complexity, the scope, the moving pieces, the constant changes, and of course, all the fun. Uh, it is always so great, Lynn, to work with you. And we're so thrilled that you're here with us today. Oh, thanks, Josh. I'm very happy to be here today as well. And, uh, you know, we've been talking about doing this for a long time. So I'm glad that we were finally able to make it happen. And yes, I do feel like I'm among my people today. So this, this is great. Yes, yes. <laughs> can't, can't wait for today. This is great, Lynn. <laughs> Yeah, we're so we're so excited to have you. And we don't want to leave you out of the sports conversation either. I hope whatever sports team or sports you're rooting for is, is doing well or you're sort of into your season. Well, I haven't been following any uh, U.S. sports very closely lately, but I am currently obsessed with a uh, certain Welsh football club. Uh, shout out to all the other Welcome to Wrexham fans. Uh, yeah, I started following, uh, you know, what we call soccer, but the, uh, fo English football, the Hulu series. And now I'm, I'm totally hooked. The, uh, the Hulu series is still covering the last season, but I'm following the current season online and, uh, they are playing very well right now. They're currently number two in their league. And if they keep playing like this, uh, it looks like they might be promoted at the end of the season. Uh, that means in, in this, in the football terminology that they move up to the next level, which they've been trying to do for years. And they just barely missed qualifying last season. So spoiler alert for those of you uh, watching the Hulu series, they don't make it. But uh, I hope that saying this, uh, this doesn't fix them <laughs> for, for this current season. Oh, I love that's, it, Lynn. <laughs> that's actually been on our TV, that show. And I understand, I think the Welsh football team is in the World Cup for the first time in a long time this year. Wow. I think that is right. I think, I think that is exactly right, Meg. It's... Uh, the World Cup is coming up so soon, guys, that it's it's going to be an exciting month of November. We'll build that into one of our next episodes. <laughs> oh, man. L L Lynn, it's funny you, you mentioned. So soccer is not my one of my, my sort of top sports, but I, I do get into it and have had friends over the years um, who are big soccer you know, football fans, uh, some who, who live in England. And one of my college roommates was a Sheffield United fan in the, in the English Premier League. And they're always constantly on that threshold of getting relegated or not. Yes. Um, so I know I know the stress that that comes with that as, as a sports fan, which a lot of the you know, U.S. Uh, sports don't have that same stress. So I appreciate it. And I'm glad you mentioned it because it is a really it definitely gives you some anxiety. So I'm glad uh, you're enjoying it. I had no idea I was going to become so emotionally invested. So it's been amazing. <laughs> Oh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> and and our sports, you know, fandoms aside, why don't we pivot over to you telling us a little bit about your company, Majesco, and uh, more specifically about the absence management software system uh, that you and your team maintain? Sure. Uh, so at a very high level, Majesco is a claim management technology company. And the company has a wide array of products and solutions, but my team's focus is the Majesco Claim Vantage solution. And that mm -hmm. uh, has a couple of different types of software in it. But um, really what we'll talk about today is the absence solution. And the, uh, the absence solution allows users to manage leaves of absence more accurately, efficiently, and in compliance with the, uh, the federal and state family and medical leave laws, the state paid family leave laws, and the paid state paid family and medical leave laws. The product includes full administration capabilities for all of those types of leave and a variety of what we call the ancillary leaves. That would include things like unpaid crime victims leaves and unpaid military training leaves as examples. Um, we also have uh, administration of the Americans with Disabilities Act included in the software to manage leaves where a person may have exhausted uh, one of their other leave 
options or they may not be eligible for one of the other types of leaves. In that situation, they could potentially be eligible for leave as a reasonable accommodation under ADA. So so that's included as, as part of the package as well. And it also includes a self-service capability so that customers can add and manage their own company leaves. So just a, a wide variety of ways to uh, support administration of all these very complex leave laws. Wow, that's really amazing. It does sound like a lot of capabilities and maybe a lot of simplifying for employers navigating these crazy leaves and accommodations. As we all know, there are many state and local leave of absence management laws floating around the country. About how many of these state and local laws are built into Majesco's absence management software? Or maybe to say it another way, which types of these laws are covered by the software? Yeah, the, the software includes about uh, 175 different leave laws that wow. cover the areas of unpaid job protected leave. That's the federal and the state uh, level equivalent FMLAs that I was referencing, and also the state level paid family and state paid family and medical leave laws, as well as a variety of those unpaid ancillary leaves that I mentioned, which have been requested by customers over time. So it's really the, you know, the big ones are the federal FMLA and the state equivalent FMLAs. And then the state level paid family and the state state level paid family and medical leave laws. Because those ones that we find are really the most complex. But it also includes, again, those sort of like smaller ones that you wouldn't really probably see companies interacting with as much. But we have had requests to add things like, you know, crime victims leave. So we we've added those types of leave. So that's what gets us up to that that big 175 number. But, uh, you know, I have to say I'm a big fan of the podcast, and I think that your last episode on the parental leave gave a great overview and explanation of the differences. Yeah, I love the way you guys went into the differences between the FMLA type leave laws and then, you know, because you know, we're, we're using all the same words, but they all have such different meanings. So mm-hmm, exactly. Is, yeah, it's just an area where. It's really important to be precise. And so I was listening to the podcast and I was nodding my head and, and, you know, again, because we're, because we're all, you know, lead nerds here, but I'm just like, that's, that's completely different than that other thing. No, that, you know, no, don't, don't say that. So there was, yeah, it was was very, it was, was, I was up, I was down, it was watching, like watching a Wrexham game. It was, you know, very, very emotional for me. And, uh, you know, I just, it's so interesting all of the differences, but it is really, really easy to get confused. And so I highly recommend that, you know, today's listeners go back and listen to that podcast if they haven't already. So our solution uh, covers those first types of leave laws um, that you had discussed, uh, but not the paid sick leave laws uh, at this time. And, you know, as you explained in the podcast, those leaves are usually for issues like the common cold or medical appointments, those short duration events that are not serious health conditions. So uh, the available leave amount for the paid sick leaves are calculated on an accrual basis rather than a specific allotment of time for a specific period. And it's that accrual piece that is the challenge for absence management software like ours that does not have direct access to employee time worked information. So we don't currently include the paid sick leave laws in our product. Uh, we're focused on those longer term, you know, specific allotment, those type of leave laws currently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Lynn, well, f- firstly, that is such an impressive list of laws that you that you all cover. 175. I mean, that that is a monstrous number. And that is incredibly, incredibly impressive. 
what's even I think more impressive is that uh, we have a podcast fan. So that that makes me you know really excited <laughs> to hear. And so thank you for for listening and tuning in. It is uh, it it is really you know great, especially when we sort of find folks that understand the nuances of the leaf space to dive into these conversations with us because it can seem on the surface like there's a lot of consistency, but once you go just a little bit further down, you realize how nuanced and and unique and varied uh, all of all of this is. So it, it's great to hear, and, and thanks for listening. You know, I'm not sure, Lynn, if if you feel this way, you know, but from from our perspective, and this is certainly something we we hit upon during our last episode and, and, and prior episodes as well, we feel like the, the paid and unpaid leave law world is just always changing. New laws are getting passed, existing laws are getting amended, the guidance is getting revised and re-released and, and so forth. How do you and your team stay on top of all of these moving pieces? Well, I absolutely agree. And that's what, you know, just that's a huge burden for our customers and the, you know, the people who would want to use our software to try to keep up with all of that. So what we do is we have a, an internal compliance team and we just do a lot of research, which I'm sure both of you do as well. Uh, so initially we use a legislative tracking service that alerts us to any leave related pending legislation and, and any leave related regulatory activity at both the, uh, the federal and the state level. So when we get one of those alerts, we'll go in and do the research to determine the status of the legislation or the regulations and whether or not there's an impact uh, on the absence solution. And so you know, once we've made that determination, we can figure out what are the impacts going to be to the solution. And then we'll share with the internal development team to get those changes implemented in the software. I mean, that's, you know, a gross oversimplification of the process, but that's basically how we do it is is just a lot of research, just a lot of, you know, staying on top of the various states and the the regulatory authorities. And, you know, again, my little secret trick is the the, uh, the legislative tracking service, because that's really what you know tells us what's coming down the pipeline and gives us the opportunity to get out ahead of it and say, you know, oh, OK, you know, like Delaware, you know, was coming was was uh, the Delaware, pa- Delaware paid family medical leave was uh, under consideration. You know, we got alerts that saying, you know, OK, this legislation is out there and, you know, here's the status. And we just followed it as it went through, you know, to being passed. And so that's, you know, how we try to stay out in front for things for like the major new leave laws, like the Connecticut paid leave law, which, uh, you know, began paying benefits effective one one of this year. We were closely monitoring the materials that were produced by the implementing authority, the Connecticut Paid Leave Authority. And we also worked directly with the authority to get any clarification on requirements as, as we built the system. So it was just really there's a lot of legwork, a lot of reaching out to the various entities. And so that's really difficult for, you know, customers to do, you know, an insurance company or a third party administrator or a large employer to, you know, dedicate that amount of time. You know, you'd have to dedicate a, an internal resource to being able to keep up with that. And so the, the software allows companies and, you know, all of our customers to kind of, you know, put that piece aside because they know that that's cared for by, you know, our internal team and then they can count on the software to keep them up to date and to have all of the required rules and regulations and all the required laws in place. Uh, we also use, uh, you know, once a year, we have a, an outside counsel review our absence documentation just to, you know, kind of, a, again, as a double check to make sure we've caught all of the laws that uh, are relevant for for the software. And that also, you know, we've caught all of the various nits and nats and all of the in the weeds details because that like you know the two of you are talking about there's so detailed there's so many different ways that you can trip up um so we basically just use that as a cross check and uh you know luckily it's you know we're 
always have a, you know, get a, get a clean bill of health. But um, that is something that, you know, our customers like that we do have an, an outside resource look at that and make sure that we're, we're catching anything. And uh, so we are, we're currently working on uh, the process for Oregon paid family medical leave and Colorado paid family medical leave. Both of those leave laws are going to have contributions starting on 1-1 of 2023. We don't cover that piece of the process because that's where employers would be taking the uh, cost of the benefit out of the employee's uh, paycheck or, you know, mm-hmm, right. you know, you know, the employer paying their, their piece of the contribution. So where we come in is where the benefits are paid. So benefits are going to be payable under Oregon paid family medical leave starting in September 3rd of next year of 2023. And then benefits are payable for Colorado on 1-1-2024. And so those are the pieces that we're currently working on standing up in the software. We're going to get those out to our customers early in 2023, and that will give them the opportunity to work with the software, uh, you know, and we, you know, make sure that that it meets all of their needs. And then they're going to be ready to go out of the gate when they actually have to start paying the benefits, you know, again, in September for Oregon and uh, January for Colorado. And so, you know, as you pointed out, this is a very active area of the law and it's a full time job keeping up with the developments in this area. And so that's just a, a little overview of, uh, you know, everything that we've got going on right now. Yeah, that certainly is a lot. And I feel like any company with employees could benefit from this software. But can you tell us who or what type of companies you're seeing that are most commonly using Majesco's software? And are there any limits in terms of industry, number of employees, or who can use the software? Sure, sure. Our customers consist of insurance companies, third-party administrators, and large employers. So they're all able to use the solution to track all of these types of leave laws that we're talking about. So large employers in any industry who need a leave administration tool can take advantage of our products. And when I say large employers, I mean 10,000 plus employees, but there are no limits on the size of the employer or the number of customers, the number of employees on the platform using the solution. That's wonderful. And, and, and such a, I agree with Meg completely, such a valuable resource for any company that is struggling with, with managing absences for employees, um, which I know is quite a lot of companies. So really a, a great value add there. And to that same point, I think it, it'd be helpful for our listeners to maybe take a little bit of a, a deeper dive into the software. So, so let's pretend that Meg and I have company, you know, XYZ with operations in 20 states and some of the big hitters from a family medical leave perspective, you know, the Californias and and Massachusetts, New York, New Jersey's, uh, Washington, D.C.'s of the world. And we're struggling with managing our employees' absences between uh, our XYZ policies and then the relevant state laws that we're, we're subject to as well. We come to Majesco for help after hearing about the absence management software, maybe on today's podcast episode. So what happens next? How does our you know, company data, the employee information get in, input into the software? How are employee absences, you know, bonding with a new child or caring for a family member who has a serious medical condition, bereavement leave, things like that? How are those absences handled going forward? Sure. It just a starting point. And the fact that you mentioned DC brought up a, a point that I wanted to share. We mm-hmm. are, our software is used to administer private plans. So, and you talked about this a little bit in the podcast as well, that you can have, you know, a self-insured plan or you can use an insurance company or a third-party administrator to uh, administer your, the software, you know, first administer the law for you. 
So we actually don't include Washington, D.C. in the software because Washington, D.C. is one of those states that does not allow a private plan. So yep. employers yep. do not have a choice. They have to go through the uh, through the district when, you know, administering or when when their employees are using this leave law. So a couple of, you know, a couple of like Rhode Island also doesn't allow right. a private plan. So, you know, our software would be for those insurance carriers, third party administrators or employers who were administering a private plan. And it's funny because I think it's Oregon who's, you know, trying to basically messing us all up and they're not calling them private plans. They're calling them equivalent plans. <laughs> right. Exactly. I, like, I, Come I, on, I just guys. found that uh, the equivalent plan playbook, I think, yeah. have some term for it. I, I just stumbled on that the other day. It was a, a tongue twister. But uh, but yeah, yeah it's... <laughs> like, like, could we make it more unnecessarily complicated? <laughs> no, it's just, yeah. So, you know, if you and Meg were to uh, to bring uh, company XYZ uh, to Majesco, the first step would be to get all of your employees set up in the solution. So all of the statutory leaves are built into the system and they are generated appropriately depending on the demographics of the claimant. So the demographics are imported into the system either via a flat CSV file or an integration with another platform. Once the employee exists in the system, all the user needs to do is answer a few short questions relating to why the employee is missing work. For example, if a claimant is missing work due to the need to care for a family member, they simply select that reason within the intake and the relationship of their family member and the time that they need off. At that point, the system reviews the eligibility criteria for that person, including, you know, whatever available statutory benefits there are, if there's any company leaves, you know, hours worked, length of service, and uh, and provides the benefits that they're entitled to and their eligibility status for each. So there's going to be, it's going to pop up on the screen with a whole list of everything that that employee is eligible for that leave reason for that time period. And so, you know, somebody might be eligible for federal FMLA because they or they might not be eligible for federal FMLA because they have not met the hours work requirement, but they might be eligible for a state FMLA benefit that has a lower hours worked eligibility requirement. So both of those things would show up on the claim, but the federal FMLA would show up as ineligible and the state FMLA would show up as eligible, you know, with the available allotments and time used and all those all those sorts of uh, important pieces of information that, uh, you know, the, the uh, insurance company or the uh, employer, the, their TPA would need to be able to uh, assess the claim. So, you know, ultimately the solution, the purpose of the solution is to take the complexity out of the administration by utilizing the automation of eligibility and benefits criteria to you know make it easier for everybody to know, okay, what exactly is this employee eligible for and, you know, take it from there. Yeah, on that on that topic of sort of eligibility and and criteria to be eligible for the benefits, and and also sticking with this paid and unpaid family and medical leave laws for another minute. These laws have so many different distinctions in terms of employee eligibility, weekly benefit amounts, waiting periods, intermittent leave, certification requirements, and so on and so forth. Does the software manage these various substantive criteria for each specific employee who has? a possible covered absence under all of these different types of laws. Yes, Meg, like I you know, was talking about in that previous example, you know, the eligibility and benefit requirements for each of the laws are programmed into the solution. So all the user needs to do is enter the employee's information and everything you've listed would be applied to that particular employee when the claim is created. That's that's really fascinating, Lynn. And I mean, given the number of laws that you mentioned and the fact that companies can be coming to you with you know, 10,000 employees and, and, and up and programming all that data into the system. It's really an impressive forum, right, for the software to, to be able to manage all of that. 
and, and you, you hit upon this a little bit too, but maybe in follow-up to Meg's last question, and just to reiterate for, for our listeners, what happens if an employee, you know, isn't eligible for, you know, X state leave or doesn't provide, you know, proper notice to the company or the right certification or documentation? Does the software give some type of notice to the company or the insurer or the employee when when those uh, deficiencies, those shortcomings come up in practice? Sure. So, you know, like I said, when the the eligibility screen comes up and it might say, you know, nope, employee is not eligible. They haven't worked enough hours. The system has the ability to automate whatever workflows that the, the customer would like to put into place. So there can be workflows and communications that are sent out. So that includes automated emails, text messages and letters that can be sent at any point or any event within the claim including things like, you know, ineligibility or denial due to a lack of a certification. So all of those things can be set up within the solution by the user. Very interesting. So how do employees or managers or HR professionals interact with the software? How do they use it? Is there an app or a special login portal on their desktop? Right. Well, anyone with a user license can access the solution so that would be, you know, the, the insurance companies, or the TPAs or the large employers. But there's also a portal option. People without a license can interact with the claims administration platform using uh, what we call the connect portal. And you can create claims, check the status of claims, report absences and upload or download forms in the in the connect portal if you don't have a license. Lynn, for, for so many of our clients, and, and that's, again, it, it's, it sounds like the, the user capabilities really make it sort of comfortable for folks, for, for companies that are working with you to sort of step in and manage, right, these absences uh, for, for their workers with, with obviously the help of, of the software. You know, for many of our clients, one of the more complicated parts of paid, unpaid family medical leave law compliance, and, and I'd say even just day-to-day practical administration is coordinating the company policies. So your paid parental leave, pregnancy disability leave, short-term disability, and so on, with the relevant federal and state requirements like the FMLA, the state unpaid family medical leave laws, state paid family and paid family medical leave laws, uh, and so forth. And I, I found it really, really fascinating and interesting that you know the software seems, if I'm hearing it right, the software, it sounds like will help companies sort of manage that coordination. Is, is is that correct? Yes, absolutely. The solution includes the self-service capabilities so that customers can add and manage their own company leaves in the product. So, mm-hmm. you know, if like, for example, if a claimant was in a state with multiple applicable statutory requirements like California, I think you might have used that as one of your examples uh, yep. in your last podcast. Uh, you know, if they were taking leave for the birth of a child, the product would potentially include FMLA, the CIFRA, the uh, you know California equivalent to California Family Rights Act of the federal FMLA, paid family leave, and a company provided parental leave on the claim. And so mm-hmm. having all of those leaves populate on the same claim would allow the user to coordinate both the statutory leaves and the company provided leaves. And so everything is in one place. So that whole, you know, discussion that you're talking about of trying to coordinate everything, you know, that is so challenging for everyone, you know, even for all of us, you know, th- those of us, you know, who were, you know, deeply in the forest on all of this, you know, the three of us, um, it's you know, complicated for us. But, you know, when you have a company and you're trying to run a business and you're also trying to you want to meet all the requirements of these laws, but you also you know want to have the company leaves, it's difficult to coordinate everything. And so automating all of those things makes it so much easier to do that. 
Yeah. Well, it, it really seems like the software already does so much for, you know, helping employers simplify this crazy, complicated leave of absence management space. But are there any future plans for the software besides, of course, continuing to track and manage the existing set of laws that you already are accounting for? I mean, I think, you know, part of this is the being the, the leave law nerd. Um, but I think there are just so many opportunities in this space. You know, as you discussed on the parental leave podcast, there are so many moving parts. And as we've talked about, you know, multiple times during our discussion today, there's so many moving parts when administering leave laws. And that's true, whether you're talking about the statutory leaves or the company leaves that an employer might be implementing to serve as a, a differentiator to try to attract and, and keep employees. So, you know, I think any time that we can automate the administration of a leave laws requirements, we we're going to be reducing the burden on employers and employees. And I feel like we've only really scratched the surface on how our absence solution can be used to do that. We're always looking for ways that the software can integrate with other products. And uh, we're also frequently hearing from customers that they would love to be able to use the solution to manage paid sick leaves. And you know, so as I talked about earlier, you know, that's, uh, you know, uh, we've got uh, some challenges around working with employer systems to get that information related to the accrual piece. But yeah, that's something I would love to see. And I certainly hope to, to explore that as an opportunity down the road. Wonderful. And it's absolutely wonderful. And, uh, you know, if one of our listeners uh, is interested in learning more about uh, Majesco's absence management software uh, and whether it makes sense for their operations, can you just give them a quick, you know, some next steps for them uh, to sort of continue to, to learn more and explore that interest? Sure. Yeah. So the easiest thing to do would be to go to uh, the Majesco website. It's just www.majesco. It's M-A-J-E-S-C-O dot com to uh, review our solutions. And, you know, within the website, there's a link where you can request to speak with an expert in the field that you're interested in learning about. And, you know, somebody will get back with you. But, yeah, I would just say, you know, feel free to peruse the website and uh, we're always happy to reach out and have any discussions. So, again, click that link and somebody will get back in touch with you and uh, we can help you figure out, like you say, if this is the right uh, solution for you and your business. Great, Lynn. That was so fascinating. So much detail. Such a wonderful product. Uh, thank you. Thank you for today. Thank you for taking the time to speak with us. Well, thank you both. I really appreciate you having me on the podcast and taking the time to talk about all of this. Uh, and I really enjoy it. I enjoyed the, our time together. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure speaking with you and learning more about Majesco. And to our listeners, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Take It or Leave It. We will see you next time.